also to uh, the, the various contributing sponsors, uh, the Arkansas Black History Quiz, the University of Arkansas Medical and Science Center and uh, Diversity Affairs, and Sherman Park Community Development Corporation, and of course, Say Aloud. I was asked to, to kind of come and, and share some thoughts about uh, this idea of returning to the source. So I want to frame my discussion around two concepts. One is Sankofa, and the other is Noma. So you say that with me, Sankofa? Sankofa. And no mo. No mo. No mo. No mo. Uh, and at the end, I'm going to kind of share with you about how these concepts uh, can be used to build better communities, better uh, academic outcomes for our children. And I want to start with a couple of African proverbs. One is. No matter how far a stream flows, it never forgets its source. The other one is, any river that forgets its source will definitely dry up. Sankofa is a, a con word, a con group of folks out of Ghana and West Africa. And it's a con word that means it is no taboo to go back and fetch what you forgot. Another version of it would say, it is no shame, I'm sorry, there is no shame in going back to fetch what once worked. And the idea of Sankofa, the, the very principle of Sankofa reminds us that history is not just stories. It's not just Here's things that happened in the past. Nor is it a prison that holds us in the past, right? It doesn't, it doesn't hold us captive. History is a storehouse. It is a place for us to go back and visit, to reflect, to look around, and learn lessons, see what resources were available then and how they were used, to see how those resources connect to our present and how then we might use resources to build our future. That's what Sankofa is about. Sankofa is this idea of reflection. Go back and fetch what once worked. That means that you go back, you look around, you evaluate. You don't bring forward things that didn't work. You go back and fetch those things that worked. Sankofa. I need some volunteers. Uh, and I've picking on the young people all day, so I'm going to ask some of the, the nation builders, some of the older folks, some elders to come up here, please. See this brother busy writing notes. I don't want to disturb you. I get a couple of volunteers, just, just a few. Sankofa again is this evaluation. Uh, I've actually been on the floor before. I'm starting on the side. 
So he, he comes out with a little bit and holds his hand right here. Okay? And where are we? All right, so you stand right here. There's a, a scholar that says we should never teach. No, no, I need you. I need you. I need you. We should never teach our children that they came from slaves. That we should never teach our children that their history starts in slavery. And it's this idea of Sankofa. This idea of Sankofa. And I have a history chart here. And this is a somewhat outdated. I need to hold this updated. This is a somewhat outdated. It stopped in 1993. Uh, so it's easy to get updated. But in the United States, the first slave arrived in 1619, which would be about right here on this chart. Slavery ended in, so you put your, no, no, I'm going to give you each other hand. You put your hand about right there. Slavery ended in 1865, so about right here, put your right here. Okay, so from here to here, we're talking about this country here. But when you look at the history that preceded that, and you start going back to what was, what we know about the continent of Africa, okay?
is a cultural history that allows us to make through this and emerge here with sanity. Emerge here illiterate and within 10 years majority of our folks living. Here that produced when we think about African American history, all the great scribes. But it's because there's a tradition that's connected to us that allows us to survive and maintain a sense of dignity and humanity that could not be beat out of us, that could not be whipped out of us, that could not be denied us. We might have forgotten the original name. We might even have forgotten where it came from. But we practice it and do it in our everyday lives. And so we are very much connected to our African culture. Thank you. So why return to the source then? Because the source is so rich. The source has been what sustained us, even when we forgot its name. That's why we return to the source. The other concept, let me still stick with Sankofa. <coughs> so, Sankofa then is, how do we reflect back and take the time to remember? We ask questions of our elders, we examine our ancestors, and see what were the strategies they used to make it through. But it also provides us the basic building blocks to develop an authentic sense of self and to create an authentic narrative an authentic narrative. So, we go to then this idea of nomo. Sankofa, go back and fetch what once worked and bring it forward. Nomo is a Dogon word, N-O-M-M-O. -M -M -O. Nomo is a Dogon word, West Africa, but they have this idea of nomo, that the words that we speak have a spirit, have an energy. And as we talk, as we create words, we release these spirits, we release these energies out, and they go out and create the world and the universe that we occupy. And those spirits always return to the person that created it. Always return to the person that created it. So when, I believe her name was Alice Duncan, the sister from uh, the library, Bill, she was talking about prophesying, speaking it into existence. That's no more. That, that thing that we do about, ooh, don't talk about that. You might make it happen. 
You know how we do that? That's no mo. That's again our connection to that rich heritage that got us through. But this idea of no mo then is if we speak it, if we create these words, that we release these energies in which we have to create, that, that creates the world around us and creates the universe that we occupy. How many people remember the, the, the message game? You know what I'm talking about? You get a, a group of folks lined up and you start with the message being uh, Sally has a purple hat, right? And then by the time you get way down here to the other person, is Bob has blue socks, right? What's, what's, what's the lesson there? That as we get further and further away from the source, the message gets more and more corrupt. Why do we return back to the source? Why do we go back and set what books work? Why do we take the time to examine history? Why do we take the time to connect with our ancestors and the elders? Because by going back to the source, We learn the truth. We become a more authentic. We do not look at ourselves based upon a corrupt narrative so that we actually believe people when they say there's more black men in prison than in, in jail. We know that's nonsense. But they'll present it as truth and so many of us will, will be like, oh yeah, because that fits the narrative that we so often think is true. It fits the image that we think is true. And so we're so apt to believe the negative. And when the actual truth would suggest something different, we go back and check, go back and check, go back to the source, go back and understand how is it that you can tell a young black boy that he's talking white because he's using proper English when, when Oral tradition is a part of the African construct. The mastery of the language of your mother is a African construct. That's oral tradition. We are the folks who place so much emphasis on the idea of understanding metaphors and similes and, and how words work together and all that. So the fact that you mastered the language that your mother speaks, how can that be acting white? But yet, when you listen to the corrupt message that is so far away from the source, and particularly between you and the source are people who don't value you, never understood how it is that you are who you are. All right, one sister I was talking to today was telling me that somebody came out with a book around here about how slavery was a good thing for the African folks. And y'all ought to be grateful having experienced that. It saved y'all from being heathen. Da -da 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 -da. And that is going to be the building block of how you create the narrative of your life. Or if the only source, the only information you get about what you think it, it is to be black. Is Lil Wayne and, and what you see on, on the nightly news. If that is your building blocks for self, or 
that's your information that informs you about how you want to interact with a group of people you otherwise have no other authentic experience with. How then will you decide to build a narrative? You decide to build a program. You decide to build learning strategies. What kind of nonsense are you going to come up with? So the idea of Sankofa, go back and set what once worked. Go back and study. Go back and think. Go back and critique. Go back and learn. And then bring those things forward that worked. Leave those things that didn't work behind. Create. Bring those things into the future, that's right, into the present, to create the future that is consistent with your purpose and calling. Knowing that one day you are going to be the ancestor. One day those who are not yet born are looking back at you and want to critique you about how well did you handle these resources. How well did you manage the earth? How well did you manage the talent God gave you? How well did you provide a foundation for the future? So when we talk about, again, going back to the source, we go back to this idea, Sankofa. Sankofa means what? It is no shame to go back and fetch what once worked. It is no shame to go back and fetch that thing that you forgot. Why did we go back? Because there's a rich hedge there. We did not lose it. There is a storehouse of wisdom and, and resources that doesn't just benefit us as black folks. It is our contribution to the human condition. It's our contribution to the world. And I would suggest anybody who would go back and look will find wisdom and understanding and better understand themselves and their relationship to others having done so. But also to get the basic building blocks to build a narrative that we might speak truth that we might release energies and spirits that will create in our community, in our family, in our school, the world that we will want to live in. So that's why I think it's so important to go back to the source. That's why I think when we talk about African-centered thought, philosophy, study, it's important. It's not just about garb and colors and those kinds of things, but those things are important because if I have a proper relationship to it, I understand how those things are symbols that ought to be respected and how those symbols reflect an intelligence and a, and a high design. But that's why we talk about go back, speak it no more. Go back, Sankofa, speak it no more. And it creates in our children, it creates in our families, it creates in us an authentic 
understanding of self, an authentic understanding of relationships. And here's, and here's the kicker too, that when I have an authentic sense of self, I have a genuine, I'm able to build genuine, genuine relationships with other people who do not look like me, who do not think like me. You show me a bigot, I'll show you a person who does not have a good understanding of themselves. I'll show you a person who's comfortable with their own skin. They're comfortable with who they are. And I'll show you a person who's comfortable entering into a variety and diverse situations and able to contribute, learn, think, argue, debate multiple perspectives in multiple ways and get to a human solution. We don't have to forget who we are. We should go back and remember who we are. And by doing so, it makes us more human, more a multicultural community, more a community being able to interact with others. So again, that's why I think returning to the source is so important. Uh, and why I think it is uh, such an essential part of building authentic academic strategies for our families, for our children, for our schools and our communities. Thank you.